Welcome to Growing the Valley. I'm one of your hosts, Phoebe Gordon. And I'm your host, Luke Milliron. So we're talking today with David Haviland. David, tell us a little bit about your role with Cooperative Extension. Yeah, so I'm an entomology and pest management advisor in Kern County, uh, covering the, San jo- the lower end of the San Joaquin Valley, and I'm responsible for management of insects across you know the diverse group of commodities we have. Great, and one of the big things that you've been focusing on right now, and is the number one focus of of, uh, of you and your colleagues, is navel orange worm in almonds. You know, it's a it's a huge issue, and you're discussing how our chemical options are becoming more and more limited and the industry is is needing to turn to mating disruption more yeah sure so so almonds you know that's cotton is no longer king if you want to call it that you know almonds have become king huge acreage not just in my region but statewide and navel orange is by far the most important insect pest in that crop and you know growers have several things they can do to help control navel orange worm Sanitation during the winter is just core. You know that's the base of the program. Uh, there's also things like trying to harvest early, um, as well as insecticides, uh, which do get used. The question then becomes, you know, if that alone is not taking care of the the management needs, what else can you do? And main disruption is a new technique, um, pretty revolutionary, that we've been doing a lot of work on to show you know what it can do and what benefit it can provide to a, a pest management program. And my understanding is mating disruption has had a lot of success in um, coddling moth in the past, and that's, you know, work in apples, work in walnuts, and you're seeing some pretty great efficacy with navel orange worm in almonds. Yeah, so there there's three different products that are available to almond growers for mating disruption, and we've done you know, lots of trials this year with those three products that have shown that all three of them can reduce damage by about 50% on average. Um, you know, sometimes that's lower, but sometimes it's actually a good bit higher than that. So uh, very pleased with that result, you know, that there's multiple products available. And essentially what happens is a, a grower that decides they're going to use main disruption puts one or two, uh, we call them cabinets, you know, dispensers per acre in the orchard. And throughout the whole season, those cabinets have a, a can in them that releases the pheromone into the orchard. Kind of like, a, you know, if you walk into a restroom and there's a you know, little device there that every 10 minutes or 15 minutes, you know, releases a, a pleasant smelling, you know, whatever's in the can. Uh, it's that same concept, but every 15 minutes in the evening um, or such, it will release pheromone. And if the entire orchard is inundated with a pheromone, then it's not, it makes it difficult for the males to be able to find where the females are. And if a male can't find a female, they can't mate. And if they can't mate, they don't make any offspring. So a great way without using traditional insecticides to disrupt the amount of eggs and and worms that are present. Besides even the efficacy, one thing that separates the research that a farm advisor does versus maybe a professor is we're always really interested in what is the dollars per acre? What is the, the cost efficacy to growers? Because if it doesn't pay for itself or it doesn't make sense in a, in a number of ways to, uh, to a grower's bottom line, then we're not going to get implementation. So talk a little bit about what you're seeing on the economic analysis you did. Yeah, you bet. There's, there's really two questions. If you talk to farmers, on average, there's two questions. Number one, does it work? Number two, 
is it worth the money? So number one, does it work? Absolutely, definitively shown you get about a 50% reduction in damage. The question then becomes, is the money you pay for it worth it? And we ran our economic analyses on uh, this year, nine different orchards, um, plus multiple products in three of those orchards. It pretty much came out to be that um, you know, you're either getting back what you invested or you're getting back what you invested plus a good bit more. And you know, that's just the, the straight economics. But on top of that, you know, in addition to you know, what you spend versus what you return, you have to remember that in the process, you're actually re reducing the amount of damage that goes to a huller, reducing risks associated with aflatoxins um, at hullers, improving resistance management to insecticides in the program. Uh, there's several other of those benefits that aren't included in the straight, well, let's just say it's hard to put a dollar amount to those kinds of things. For example, what's it worth to be able to say to a, a consumer that almonds are produced sustainably, you know, using reduced risks, um, you know, sustainable methods? Uh, that means a lot these days. And, you know, growers that are using those, frankly, should be getting some credit for their innovation and in coming up with these alternative strategies to manage pests. Excellent. You know, just there's a myriad of benefits and it's difficult in the economic analysis to really account for that but if it's already the cost per acre and the economic benefit right away from the reduced damage is already well you know already about equal you're getting all of these other great benefits on top of that yeah so so in our studies yes the costs alone are being returned so you know that's the first key, uh, the first key question, um, and just put some numbers to it. You know, on average, we got about 140 to 150 dollar return on what we would call a 110 to 120 dollar investment. So, you know, of course that's an average, but when you start adding up, you know, 30 dollars an acre, 40 dollars an acre across hundreds of acres, uh, that becomes a lot of money really quickly. And to think that you can actually spend some money, get more money for having done that and still produce a higher quality product in the process, um, plus the added benefits uh, you know, related to sustainability and resistance management, that becomes a pretty good deal. Part of this management is factors that we don't typically think of, like the um, shape of the orchard and wind direction. But one of the messages is if you do it, if you get your neighbors to do it, or even if you your neighbors let you put a canister along a windy edge, you get tremendous benefits. Yeah, so, so with main disruption, the scale that it's implemented on matters. And you know, if you think about it, if you, put, uh, if you put one dispenser in the middle of an orchard and the wind starts to blow, you can just visualize that all that pheromone is gonna go in one direction. So disruption of mating in that one direction is gonna be great, but in the other three directions, there's gonna be no disruption. So in the case of an almond orchard, you want the whole entire orchard to be having mating disrupted. So if you have a, you know, let's say a 10 tree orchard versus a thousand tree orchard versus a hundred thousand trees in an orchard, when you start putting grids of these cans next to each other, um, the larger the size is, is the more that there's gonna be an overlap between the pheromone from each of those cans, which basically, you know, instead of having a bunch of little sources of pheromone, you end up with a huge blanket that's over the whole area. So, you know, if you've got 100 acres that's a square, you're going to get better control with main disruption than if your 100 acres is one really, really, really long row of, of trees. Um, you know, likewise, square is better than a triangle and that kind of thing. And then, you know, what about the small grower? You know, what if you have 20 acres? What if you have, you know, 40 acres? 
main disruption can help. At the same time, the recommendation there is talk to your neighbors. Um, if you're only, you know, if you're 40 acres, but you've got three or four or five neighbors in the vicinity that all want to go in together on main disruption, you now become one big block and one big blanket of pheromone with you know value and, and benefit to everybody. Excellent, David. Any other take-home points that you want to get across to folks on on mating disruption in in almonds? You know, just that everyone's in this together. You know, when you talk to growers. They want low damage. When you talk to pest control advisors, their job is to have low damage. When you talk to hullers, they want nuts with low damage. You know, when you talk to a consumer, you know, they want a sustainably produced healthy nut with no damage. And so it's actually been fun. Um, you know, funding for a lot of our work has come from the almond board, which means it's actually the growers themselves paying for the research to help produce a great product. Um, we also have funding from the Department of Pesticide Regulation. So that's California's Environmental Protection Agency they're interested in helping almond growers to, to produce the, you know, the best product possible. So it, it's fun you know, to be able to work on a project where everyone's working towards a common goal. And there are a lot of people working on it, and we're very pleased with the results this year. Excellent. Thank you so much. Great message. This interview took place after the Ammon Conference in December of 2017. UC researchers continued to study the efficacy of mating disruption for navel orange worm in 2018. David Haviland mentions three available mating disruption products, Sutera, Pacific Biocontrol, and Simios. All are aerosol dispensers, none of which are organic. A fourth product, the Trace Amizo, are organically approved passively emitting strip dispensers registered in the spring of 2018. In the show notes, you can find a link to Haviland's 2017 findings presented at the Ammon Conference, as well as integrated pest management updates from other UC researchers. As always, mention of a trade name is not an endorsement or a recommendation. This has been Growing the Valley, a UC ANR podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Phoebe Gordon. And I'm your other host, Luke Milliron. You can learn more at growingthevalleypodcast.com. I would like to thank my sister, Muriel Gordon, for kindly providing the theme music to this podcast. Thank you.